Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Namaste, everyone. So we established this pot, and this pot is going to become a deity for us. Remember, we took the energy out of the deity, we put it into our heart. Actually, we, when we put the deity there, we took the energy out of our heart and we put it into the deity. When we started the puja, we took the energy out of the deity and put it into our heart. And we took the energy out of our heart and we are going to put it into the pot. We're going to take the energy out of the pot and we're going to put it into our heart. We're going to take the energy out of our heart and we'll put it on the anthra. And we'll take the energy from the yantra, we'll put it back in our heart, and we'll put it, that energy out of our heart into the fire. And we'll take the energy out of the fire, we'll put it back into our heart, we'll take all the energy and just carry it around with us wherever we choose to go. We've got the bomb. And that's just what this Pranvatisht and Kalashtapan is all about. The God is the love in our hearts and we're putting that love on a flower and I can give that flower to anybody I really love and I can even give it to people I don't love <laughs> I can give it anywhere I can superimpose my yantra on any surface and establish life in that yantra and make that the origin of the universe it gives me the capacity to move energy, to perceive energy, to, to fall in love with every object of creation because I know it's just the bhavana of my heart. It's this pranpadishta. So now I've taken this, I, I, I purified the land, I placed the pot, I filled the pot full of waters and containing the eternal law of truth all the truth, all the love, all the joy, all the consciousness, and then I put that, those waters into the pot, and I put my wealth into the pot. All my goals, all my dreams, all my aspirations, all that I hold dear and near to me, I put the wealth in the pot, I close that pot with a fruit. And the fruit is the fruit of all my karma. He's the fruit of all the, 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 all this existing of the Lord of the vast. Please set us free. That, that love, that bob, that, that freedom, that just like the cucumber is released from its stem, so may I be freed from bondage to this world of objects and relations to dwell in immortality. And now on that face of the fruit, I draw a smiley face. And Ardha Chandra is a smile. Shiva Lord wears the moon on, his, on the top of his head. It, it, the, the digit of the moon is a smiley face and the bindu is, is the nose. And so you got a very happy face. And you know what? When you got a smile, <laughs> you're really closer to God. When you're smiling, you're full of bliss, you're full of delight, you're full of ananda. And that's even closer to sat chit ananda. So you put the, smi the smiley face there, the chandra and the bindu, and the bindu is uh, I am one with God, and the chandra is I am so happy, and I take that godliness, the, the paramatma, and the atma is finite, and the paramatma is infinite, and the two of them in union make us a very happy swami, and the two of them makes that coconut smile, it makes that pot shine. So then I put the sindur uh, on top of the tilaka. It's, uh, that's the love. Aruna is the charioteer for Surya. And he drives the chariot of the light of wisdom. So wisdom is brought about through love. It's the conveyance. Love is the, is the driver of the conveyance of the light of wisdom. 
And now I put some kumkum on and kumkum and I, I share the beauty and the love and the passion of joy. I put some sandal paste, which is cooling and pleasing and refreshing. I put some turmeric, which brings peace. Dukshanti prakachame. With the, I make all pains and to be at peace. And now we're going to start to bathe the deity and we bathe that that deity with five nectars. The milk is infinite consciousness, the supreme soul of all. And the yogurt is congealed, it's solidified, it took a form. So now you've got the individual soul in union with the supreme soul. The ghee is the illumination, honey is nourishment, and sugar is sweetness, and now I've got the sweetness and the nourishment of the illumination of the union between the individual soul and the supreme soul. And that's the bath I'm offering to my deity. That's the way I want to worship her, or Hanuman. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I've never been known for great discrimination. It could be Chandi, it could be Srima, it could be Hanuman, it doesn't matter to me. I just want to be in love. I enjoy being the lover. I am too tired of sitting on the bench waiting to become someone's beloved. I don't have time to wait anymore. Poor me, when will somebody love me? Well, no way, I don't have time to wait. My whiskers are getting long and white, and now I just forget about being beloved. I want to be a lover. So I'm going to wash my deity's feet with milk and yogurt and ghee and honey and sugar, and I'm going to mix them all together and say, here's five nectars that I want to offer for your bath. You please understand my intention. Please understand my motivation. Please understand the sincerity, the intensity of the devotion that I'm offering to you. You please understand that. I, that's why I'm giving this to you. And now I'm going to put some scented oil. Ma uses a guru. Uh, <laughs> It's sort of like the scent from a wood apple, uh, and uh, uh, I, I use rose water. <laughs> just a couple of drops, don't go overboard, you know, you just, you got to have all the ingredients in the right proportions, and when we perform the entire puja together, you'll understand what mother's recipe is. And then I'm going to offer some perfume. <laughs> eternally pleasing, eternally nourishing. It is constantly nourishing to you. We never tire, never failing, continually nurturing for all time. Gosh, great minds think alike. Uh, and then I'm going to wash all the goopies off with Ganga water. And remember, Ganga got the boon. She would always be pure. She would never have any impurity. And especially after she washes all the sins of mankind, as many sadhus has come and sit on the banks of the Ganga and chant any scripture, any mantra, do any form of tapasya, they will purify her waters. So with all those pure waters from the, river, the land of the seven rivers, we're going to wash all the goopies off of the deity's feet. Wash your socks too. And now we're going to give her a cloth. Sitabhatoshna sankranam Lajai rakshanam param, dehalam karnam bastram, atha shanti prakachmi. To take away the cold and the wind. This is on page 65 of the Hanuman Puja. Om Sang Saraswati in the Maha. To take away the cold and the wind and to fully protect your modesty. 
We adorn your body with this cloth and thereby find the greatest of peace. With the offering of this wearing apparel, Om Hong Hanamate Rudrat Makaya, the embodiment of the soul of the reliever from tears, the reliever of sufferings. We bow to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, hum, fat, purify, swaha. Swa is mine, and ha is Ishwar, and God is my own, or I am one with God with po poetic license. And now we're going to give you a sacred thread just to remind you of the qualities that we want to assume, that we want to demonstrate, that we want to project in our every action. Om, the sacred thread of the highest purity is given by Prajapati, the Lord of all beings, the Lord of creation for the greatest facility. So you always remember, and I always remember, so I will tie a string around my ear and around my, my over my heart, and I put, wear the string all the time, so if, if, even if you forget, I'll remember. You bring life and illuminate the greatness of liberation. Oh, sacred thread, let your strength be of radiant light. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity of mind and body, patience and forgiveness, Sincerity and honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and self-realization. These are the natural activities of a Brahman. Now, Brahma eva Brahma Papanti, who knows the Supreme Divinity, becomes one with the Supreme Divinity. If you are a knower of God, you will naturally swabhavakam. Swabhavajam, you, you will naturally exhibit, demonstrate, live your life with these qualities. Peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity of mind and body, patience and forgiveness, sincerity and honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and self-realization. These are the natural activities of a Brahman. Now, with these, with nine desirable threads all united together, <laughs> these nine qualities, peacefulness, self-control, austerity, purity of body and mind, patience and forgiveness, sincerity and honesty, wisdom, knowledge, and self-realization, these nine, with nine desirable threads all united together. Now, that's why we have this sacred thread, please don't forget that your natural disposition is to exhibit these nine qualities in your every utterance and behavior. Man, vachan, karma. In your thoughts, in your words, and in your deeds, you will exhibit these nine qualities and then you will be a Brahman. Otherwise, you'll be somebody else with a string around their ear. The, now, exemplifying the three gunas or the three qualities of harmony of our deity, these have three times three, is the nine. So you've got the, all the kamkala, you've got him, ring, claim, auma, Brahma, Vishnu, Shiva, Svishti, Siti, Loi, uh, creation, preservation, transformation. All the threes times the threes, all the, they create the harmony on the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. You've got nine qualities on three levels of consciousness times three attributes which are always in transformation in the stage of consciousness perceived by the individual soul. And now, this sacred thread will be our ambassador. He's the ambassador of the nine, or of the three times the three, or of the kamkala, of all the qualities, these nine attributes that I want to demonstrate in my every behavior, in my thought, my word, and my deed. With this offering of a sacred thread, Om, we bow to the highest principle, to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut my ego, purify, I am one with God. 
Now we'll give a Rudraksha. You can give a single Rudraksha. We adore the father of the three worlds. We adore the Triambakam, the father of the three worlds. Of excellent fame. Grantor of increase as a cucumber is released from its bondage to the stem. Just like you go into the fields and you cut the stem of the cucumber, and you pull that cucumber, you pull any fruit, you pull the grain, you pull, you harvest the fruits and you cut it from the stem. In the same way, may we be freed from death to dwell in immortality, in the nectar of immortal bliss. Hey, just take us. <laughs> just, we're fruits too. Uh, especially those of us who live in San Francisco. We're, uh, we all become a little fruity. <laughs> so if, if, if we're fruity, it's, it's quite all right. Just like a fruit, the, just like all the other fruits who, who preceded us, pull us from the stem and let us go to the nectar of immortal bliss. With the offering of Rudraksha, oh, we bow to the highest principle, the Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings, cut the ego, purify, I am one with God. Harvest us. When I lived in Rishikesh, I had a great big garden of marigolds, and I would go out every morning and say, who wants to go to the puja? And every flower would say, take me, take me. Cut me from the stem. Free me from the bondage to the stem and offer me on the altar of your worship and your love. What greater sacrifice could I make in my life? What is the purpose of a flower but to go to God? Release me from my bondage to the stem and offer me to God. I will consider that the greatest blessing. Now we'll offer a mala. I will say, oh my rosary, the great limitation of consciousness. You are a limiter of consciousness. The way you are, I'm paying attention to you to the exclusion of all the other thoughts. Containing all energy within as your intrinsic nature, fulfilling the four desires of man, dharma, artha, kama, moksha. Give us the attainment of your perfection. You've got a lot of perfection there. I mean, to think of how many malas you, how many mantras you've counted. I, when you started out, you were this size. And my guru said, rub it until it goes away. And now they're about this size. And, and they're perfectly smooth. And yet, they're still here. I've got some more rubbing to do. Shakespeare talked about that. Oh, there's the rub. Uh, with this offering of Amala, Om, oh, we bow to the highest principle, to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify. I am one with God. Now we'll offer some rice. Oh, great Lord, please accept these grains of rice spotlessly clean and bestowing the fruit of liberation and give us a spotlessly clean mind. With the offering of grains of rice, oh, we bow to the highest principle, the Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify. I am one with God. Now these grains of rice provide nourishment, they provide sustenance, they give us energy so that we can purify ourselves, so that we can perform our tapasya, so that we can do our sadhana, so that we can reach to the highest goal. They indicate the spotlessly clean mind, the, the fruits of all of our pure thoughts. Now we'll offer a flower garland. We offer you this garland of flowers with spiraling lotuses, other flowers and leaves. We have made a really beautiful mala for you. Be pleased to accept it, O ruler of all gods, with the offering of a garland of flowers. Om, we bow to the highest principle, the Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of suffers. Cut the ego, purify, I am one with God. Now here, this mala, we've sewn it together, we've stitched together all the flowers, all the individuals become one garland, one ornament of our deity. 
all the, we've united all the individual forms to become one ornament of beauty. And now we're going to offer various flowers such as malika. We said that was a jasmine flowers and other excellent flowers, others of excellent scent, sugandhi pushpi, pushpa, sugandini. Uh, are being offered to you, our Lord. All these flowers have come from the devotion of our hearts for your worship. Be pleased to accept them with the offering of flowers. Om, we bow to the highest principle, the Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify. I am one with God. I hear all the flowers exist in the garden of delight. Reach into your garden of delight. Reach in and choose the best flowers that you want to offer. The symbols of all the beauty and all the first fragrance and all the unity that you can offer to your deity. And now we're going to perform Stiri Khan. Uh, we're going to actually, uh, we'll say all the places of pilgrimage as well as all of the gods, all are placed in this container. We just put it all in the pot. Idiot, put it all in the pot. Table stakes, <laughs> put it all in the pot. Oh, multitude of gods, be established within. We're going to stick out the Lady Hanamudra. We're going to say, Stums, Dings, Tiro, Baba, Fat. We're going to be still in the gross body, be still in the subtle body, be still in the causal body, quickly taking in this energy and shining forth as the holder of wealth, O oh, divine fire, becoming abundant, destroy the current of rubbish from the face of this earth. All the nonsense, all the rubbish, all the confusion, all that is the iniquity, all the negativity, all the rubbish, all the bad stuff. Take it away. And now we're going to offer Pran Pratishta, the establishment of life. Om Angam Ring Rang Yang Rang Lang Wang Sang Sham Sang Om Ang Sa Om Ang Anamate Rudra Makaya Kumpatswaha Prana I Prana. And I'm going to blow my brains into that pot. I'm going to blow my breath, my life, my life force. I'm going to establish it in that pot. Om the infinite beyond conception, creation, the first letter, um, um, ah, consciousness, maya, ring, the cause of movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond the path of fulfillment, control, the subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is I. Who am I? Well, I am the infinite beyond conception, creation, the first letter, consciousness, maya, the cause of the movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond, the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is who I am. This is the real me. Om, we bow to that highest principle to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify, I am one with God. You are the life of this life. Hey, God, thanks. You are the life of this life. Om, the infinite beyond conception. Creation, the first letter, consciousness, maya, the cause of the movement of the subtle body to perfection beyond the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is I, Om, we bow to that. Highest principle to Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings, cut the ego, purify. I am one with God. You are situated in this life or individual consciousness. <sighs> Om the 
infinity on conception, creation, the first letter, consciousness, maya, the cause of the movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond, the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is I. Maybe this is me. It is my eye. This pot is the perfect reflection. He's a perfect disciple to a, wanting, a wannabe perfect guru. A wannabe perfect example to this pot. Om, we bow to the highest principle, the Hanuman, the manifestation of the reliever of sufferings. Cut the ego, purify, I am one with God. You are all these organs of action and knowledge. You are the five organs of action, upper appendages, lower appendages, uh, tongue, reproductive organ, and anus, and you are these five organs of knowledge, eyes, ears, nose, tongue, and skin. Om, the infinite beyond conception, creation, the first letter, consciousness, maya, the cause of the movement of the subtle body to perfection and beyond, the path of fulfillment, control, subtle illumination, one with the earth, emancipation, the soul of peace, the soul of delight, the soul of unity, all this is I, perfection, infinite consciousness, this is I, I am this. Aham Brahmashmi, Omang Anamatheru Dratmakaya Humpatswaha, Barbanath Pachotra Srotra Granak Pranak Iagat Yamsukam Jirantishtantu Swaha. You are all these vibrations the mind, sound, eyes, ears, tongue, nose, and life forth bring forth infinite peace and establish it forever. I am one with God. Pretty clear. That's my, my objective. Bring forth infinite peace and establish it forever. <gasps> prana, iha prana. This is the life of my life. And now we're going to sing Anjani Garba Sambhutang. Who was born of the womb of the shining one, the lord of the monkeys and the greatest friend? We bow down with devotion to the beloved Aram. May Hanuman always protect. Lord of the monkeys of great courage, you destroy all sorrow and grief. Oh Lord, please protect us by destroying all enmity. You are the remover of all misfortune and the giver of all fortune. We bow down with abundant devotion to that respected Sri Ram, Ram of all the worlds. Remember, Ra, R is the subtle body, Og is consciousness, Ma is the perfection of consciousness in the subtle body. He illuminates all our thoughts and all our actions, all our aspirations. We make ourselves pure through terrible austerities performed as a beggar with outstretched hands. Moving the impure to be separated from the light, we remember the lotus feet of the sun of the wind. Take away all the impurities. Separate it. All that's left is light. And now we remember Hanuman, Pavnasut, the sun of the wind. Leaping over the surging sea, bearing victory to the people over sorrow and grief, taking over Lanka, the kingdom of the ego, and then giving it back, we bow down with devotion to the foremost son of the shining one. He takes away the kingdom of the ego and then he returns it to Bibishan. He gives it back to discrimination. Robin, who makes everyone to cry, is now the king of the kingdom of the ego, and he's making everyone in the kingdom cry. And because we all have to serve the one with ten heads or ten indrias, ten senses, five organs of action and five organs of knowledge. And now Hanuman comes, he takes away the kingdom of ego, and he gives it back to Bibishan, who is discrimination. And now, with discrimination running the kingdom of ego, it's really fun to be there. <laughs> it's a nice place to hang out. 
We bow down with devotion to the foremost son of the shining one whenever, wherever sin is born in the actions of existence, then and there in order to destroy its effect, we place our feet one in front of the other to circumambulate the deity with respect. Whenever, wherever you find any sin, wherever you find confusion, wherever you find negativity, take one step after another and circumambulate the deity who brings forth clarity and destroys all negativity. And now, we're going to begin the worship of Shiva. So, we start each uh, each worship, the worship of each deity with Gayatri Mantra. There's a Gayatri Mantra for each of the deities. Then we have a Dhyana. Then we have an offering. Then we have a Stotra. And then we have a Pranam. And so these are the five aspects which will be incorporated in all the forms of worship. Om Om, we meditate upon the perfect, full, complete, always continuing consciousness of infinite goodness. Contemplate he whose thousand eyes see everywhere. May that giver of bliss grant us increase. Shambo. He gives us the bliss. Oh, my extol the birth of truth as pure existence. Again and again I bow down to the birth of truth as pure existence. In being after being, beyond all being, who himself is all being, from whom came all being, to that existence I bow. I bow to the beautiful God who is beloved, I bow to the pleasant one, to the ultimate one. I bow to the reliever of sufferings. I bow to time. I bow to the cause of the illumination of darkness. I bow to the source of strength. I bow to the progenitor of strength. I bow to the fashioner of all elements. I bow to the mind of all minds. So first we have Sadyojata, then we have Bamadeva, now we have Agora who is free from fear. I bow to he who is free from fear, who instills the fear of evil. Hey, that's a little bit of discrimination. You don't want to do stupid things. Who saves the righteous from fear, that's us. Who is within all, the all of everything. May we give our respect to he who is the form of the reliever of sufferings. Asrutrayate, that's Rudra. Uh, that's the third one, Agora. The fourth one is Tatpurusha, that full, complete, and perfect, infinite consciousness. We meditate upon that universal consciousness. Contemplate the great God. May that reliever of sufferings grant us increase. And Isha, the ruler of all, the seer of all, the Ish, the Ishwara of all. The seer of all, who is all knowledge, the Lord of the universe, who is all existence, before the creative consciousness, before the knowers of consciousness, existing in eternal light as the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now we're going to offer some flowers, open up your hearts, and go into the garden. Various flowers such as Malika, Jasmine, and others of excellent scent are being offered to you, our Lord. All these flowers have come from the devotion of our hearts for your worship. Be pleased to accept them with the offering of flowers. Om, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. And now we're going to offer some incense. Om, oh, spirit of the forest from you has produced the most excellent of scents, the scent most pleasing to all the gods of that scent. We request you to accept with the offering of fragrance and Om, oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness. We started with a Gayatri, and then we had a Dhyana, and then we had an offering, and now we're going to offer a Stotram. This is called the Rudra Ashtakam. Rudra Ashtakam. It's the eight verses about my love for Rudra. 
We bow down with devotion to the Lord of Lords, the form of infinite realization, the all-pervading creative consciousness which creates the individual phenomena of, of existence, the intrinsic nature of wisdom. That reality is without attributes, beyond conception, not admitting of distinction. There are no divisions. You can't distinguish one part of him from another part. We log the consciousness as vast as space, which wears the infinity of space as a garment. He's decumbered. He's clothed in space. This is really pretty deep stuff. <laughs> we bow down with devotion to he who is without any particular form, the root of Om beyond empirical, conceptual, or intuitive experience, beyond speech, wisdom, or knowledge of the senses, Lord of the mountains, terrible, he's terrible because you can't find the end of him, that's frightening, the great time, all time giver of grace, the repository of all qualities, and beyond the world of objects and relationships, beyond the sunshine beyond the ocean of all. In fact, three quarters of him is beyond all manifested existence. Only one quarter of him is known as manifest. Who is white like the snow-clad mountains? He's serious. <coughs> Sorry about that. He is. My guru is serious. Whose body shines with the bright, a beautiful light of ten million gods of love. Take the God of love and see how much delight you get in looking upon his body. This Shiva shines like 10 million gods of love. Upon his head, the beautiful river Ganga is flowing. On his forehead, the second day's digit of the moon resides. That's a smiley face. And showing a necklace made of a snake. All the energy of the universe around his neck. It's the ornament of infinite consciousness. The rings in his ears are moving to and fro. He has a beautiful eyebrows and a large wide eyes. He has a pleased expression on his face, a blue throat. He drank all the poison. And is the essence of compassion. He wears a pair of, his wear, he wears apparel of a lion's skin and displays a garland of skulls. He's taken away all the negative qualities and he's made a garland of it. All negativity is just an ornament around his neck. He is the beloved of all and the Lord of all. We bow down with devotion to the cause of peace. This is really fun. Prachandam, prakristam, prakalpam, paresham, akandam, ajamba, nukoti, prakasham, triasula, nirmula, namsula, paning, bajayang, bhavani, patiba, bhagamyam. He is terrible. They can't find his end. Neither one of them. The ultimate, radiating light, the supreme Lord, not admitting of divisions, without birth, shining like ten million suns. He removes the three kinds of difficulties, uh, physical, mental, and causal bodies. He removes all difficulties from the gross body, the subtle body, the causal body. He removes all the three kinds of afflictions. Uh, he, those caused by myself, those caused by others, and those caused by God. He removes all kinds of difficulties. He holds a trident in his hand, and we bow down with devotion to he who is always in Baba. He, he's ecstatic love, the Lord of the Divine Mother, Bhavani Pati. The Lord, the Pati of Bhavani, is he who manifests all existence, the Divine Mom. He is beyond limitations. The intrinsic nature of welfare who brings each age of time to its culmination. Who always gives the bliss of infinite consciousness to true beings. He dwells in the city of nine gates. Two, four, six, seven, eight, nine. He gives the bliss of consciousness, cuts asunder the bonds of ignorance. Oh Lord, be pleased. You who put the mind into equilibrium. 
So long as devotees do not praise the Lord of Uma, literally the measurement of all existence, name of the Divine Mother, A-U-Ma, all creation, U, circumstance, Ma, culmination, transformation, perfection, U-Ma, the measurement of the circumstance. So long as devotees do not praise the Lord of Uma, there will be no happiness, nor peace, nor purifying austerities in the world. Get to work, guys! <laughs> Breaks over! O oh Lord, who resides within every being of existence, be pleased. We do not know what is union, nor how to recite mantras, nor how to perform worship. But O oh, you who shine with peace, again and again we are bowing down to you. Please save us from the pains of birth. O oh Lord, who shines with peace, we are bowing down to you. In this way, the learned ones, that's us, sing these eight verses of praise to Rudra, the reliever of sufferings. Whatever human being will sing these verses with devotion, the Lord who shines with peace will be pleased. And now the fifth ingredient. Remember, we had Gayatri, we had Dhyanam, we had uh, 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 Stotram, and we had... Uh, uh, a, a, a beach mantra, and we have a stotram, and we have pranam. Oh, Mahadeva Mahaprana, Mahayogi Makeshwara, the great God, the great reliever, the great yogi, O oh, Supreme Lord, O oh, God who removes all sin in the form of the letter Mo, M, which dissolves creation or the culmination, the the termination, the purification, the transformation of all creation, we bow down to you again and again. Oh, I bow to the consciousness of infinite goodness, to peace, to the cause of the three worlds, I offer you the fullness of my soul, O oh, Supreme Lord. Please, accept. Please, take it. That's why I'm offering you the fullness of my soul. I'm not offering you my poverty. I'm not offering you my confusion. I'm not offering you all my negativities. I am offering to you the fullness of my soul. Om Sam Saraswati Namaha Namaste. Let's pause here before we start the worship of Durga and see if there are any questions. And before we take the first question again, I want to remind you that we have a, a, a Gayatri Mantra, we have a Dhyana, we have a, a, a Bij Mantra, and we have a Stotram, and we have a Pranam. And these five ingredients make a full and complete worship for each of the deities that we worship. We worship Ganesh, we worship Guru, we worship Shiva, the Guru of all the Gurus, and we'll worship Durga and Vishnu and uh, all the other, the sun and the moon and the nine planets, we'll worship everybody with five ingredients. It's called Pancho Pacha, and it usually uh, these are five kinds of ingredients, and it usually it stands for Patram Pushpam Triam Palam, with a leaf, a, a flower, uh, some water, or and fruit. And add one more thing to that. You can have a light and a piece of incense. That's six. And now those are the ingredients that are for the minimum puja. And then, in addition to that, you've got a Gayatri Mantra, a Dhyanam, a Bij Mantra, a Stotram, and, or a couple of mantras. You could use some different mantras other than the Dhyanam, and a Pranam. These five ingredients constitute a full and complete worship of each deity. Let's see if there are questions. We have a question from Shivani. Yes, namaste Shivani. During Pran Pratishta, where do we take the energy from if we are establishing a pot but there is no established deity? 
Do you, if there's no established deity, you are the established deity. Take the, take the energy out of your heart, put it on a flower, take the flower out and hold it up to the pot, and then take that flower and bring it into your heart again, and then blow that energy out into the pot. Now, when you're bringing the energy in and you're making an establishment of the life within yourself, you inhale the energy. And when you're establishing the energy outside yourself in a pot or on a flower or in a yantra or in the fire or in a deity, then you, you blow the energy out so that it's going out. So you have two functions. When you bring the energy in, for example, when we establish the fire, we make pran pratishta twice. We bring the energy in and make pran pratishta right here in our heart and inhale the energy. And when we bring the energy out, we make pran pratishta outside in the fire and we blow the energy out. So there's an inner, whenever you're bringing the energy in and establishing the deity inside you, <gasps> inhale the energy. And whenever you're putting the energy into a pot, into a deity, into a fire, into a yantra, into a, any external object, <gasps> you blow the energy out. It's pranpatishta. You are establishing your breath of life. You are establishing the force of life. You are establishing the energy of life. You are establishing life. That's how, that's how I blew it. We have a question from Ambika. Namaste, Ambika! Again, in the Prampratishta, do we literally blow air into the pot? If yes, do we do it after each mantra? And if yes, is it our breath or the mantra giving life or both? Both! And we do blow it. And we do blow it. Angan ring rum yang ran long one shang 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 long song hung on a table drop makaya kum patswa prana gia prana. And you blow that life, that breath of life. And the breath of the life force. And that breath of consciousness and conscious energy. And establish that breath of life and that force of life and that energy of life into that pot. So it literally becomes alive, enlivened by your pot. Now, you can be polite and you don't have to spit all over the pot. You don't have to, you can control yourself in many ways. You don't have to be as exuberant as, as some of the examples that sit before you. But you can, in some way, you want to make that pot know that it is full of your life. Mr. Pot, you're full of it. We have a question from Nanda. Namaste, Nanda Ma. Pranam, why do we establish prana in an empty pot instead of establishing it in the deity in front of us? We do that too. When you establish the deity, you put first, first thing you do is you put a yantra, that asan yantra. Then you pick up your deity and put it on the yantra. And then you perform pranpatishta. You perform puja, enough puja, so that you can do the pranpatishta into the deity. And then you blow your breath, you blow your brains into that deity. You blow as much conscious energy into that deity as possible. <sighs> and then you take that, then that, that deity is alive. You don't want to worship a deity that hasn't had pranpatishta. So now you've established that that deity is alive, this deity is alive. Now, when you come to do the puja, you take the prawn and put it on a flower. Take the prawn from the deity and put it on the flower and put it in your heart and put it back into the pot. <sighs> and you put the prawn there. Now it's still in the deity, it's still in your heart and it's still in the pot. Now you take the prawn from the pot, you put it back in your heart, you put it on the flower on the antra. <sighs> And in this way, you start breathing the soul of life into every object of being that you touch. Everything that's divine in your life is full of your prana. It's full of your love. It's full of your light. It's full of your consciousness. It's full of energy. Oh, you do put it in the deity first. But not in this puja. You do that at the time of establishing the deity, when you put the deity on your altar. 
Then you put the prana, you perform prana patishta. And then you sing the Deviyatharvashirsham because it says, if this Deviyatharvashirsham from the Chandi is recited before a new deity, deity at the time of prana patishta, then prana patishta will be established. The prana will go into the deity. Listen to this, Mr. Deity. I'm singing to you the Deviyatharvashirsham at the time of prana patishta, Prana will be established. We have another related question from Ambika. Namaste Ambika. What does it mean to really establish life in the deity? Is it really coming alive on some level or are we bringing the life energy of the deity into ourselves? Both. All of the above. It's not, it's not A and C only. It's all of the above, Ambika. If we are establishing life inside myself, inside my disciple, inside my, the reflection of my example, in, we've got this relationship going and it's full of life, it's full of energy, it's full of inspiration, and it's full of love. And that's the purpose and that's the function, that's how it works, is the more I blow that air and blow that prawn and blow that breath and blow that energy, blow that life force into my pot, into my deity, into my yantra, into my fire, into myself, I become Yajiman, I become Shaktiman, I become the possessor, the controller of my energy. I can put that energy where I want it and enliven this world. And other people will say, well, those are all inanimate objects. How can you enliven an inanimate object? And I would say, my animation has made it animated. My love, my energy, my force, my attention, my, my, my sincerity, my focus, my effort has brought that inanimate object to life. And it may be inanimate to you because you don't have eyes to see, but it's not inanimate to me. And if I can do that with an inanimate object, char achar, what can I do with an animated object, with something that's already alive? If I put my love and my attention, my focus, my energy, my, my being into another being, won't that being come alive to me? Won't she open up to me and say, okay, that's enough. All right, I'll cook for you. All right. I will reciprocate and Shiva and Shakti revolve around each other mutually and reciprocally. And who understands this understands what is a chakra, what is a center of energy. We have a question from Julia. Namaste, Julia Ma. Namaste. The austerity of the nine threads in Terrible Austerities mentioned on page 75. Can you please talk about this? It doesn't seem like austerity since we immerse ourselves in what is redolent, resplendent, lush, prolific. Do you know they are austerity so long as it's an, a, 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 a discipline imposed upon from outside? So when we talk about shama, dhamma, tapasocham, Kshantir Arjabam Evacha Gyanam Bhiganam Astikyam Brahma Karma Swabhavajam until it does not become Swabhavik. So long as it's an external discipline imposed upon me. I mean, I don't always think I should be at peace all the time. Sometimes I, I, I flip out. I fall off the end. I go off the deep end and forget that peacefulness and contentedness and, and, and giving and generosity is supposed to be my intrinsic nature. And I say, wait a minute, you're asking a little too much. <laughs> Stop. And if I get like that, then I forget my true nature as a Brahmin. So long as it, it's, it's an externally imposed discipline, then uh, it is an austerity. It is tapas. It is, it is an austerity to remain vigilant so that I don't lose control. That I don't get sucked into other people's attitudes. If they're off balance, I don't have to be off balance. 
If they're full of uh, impure thoughts, I don't have to be full of impure thoughts. If they have negativity or anger or in any way display the characteristics of that I don't want to demonstrate, I don't have to go where they're going just because they're going there. That's not where I want to go. I want to maintain one center, one body, one attitude. I want to maintain that peacefulness and contentedness and that generosity and that giving nature and, and that purity of body and mind and soul. I want to maintain that all the time just because she's off balance doesn't mean I have to go off balance. Just because she forgot doesn't mean that I have to forget. I can give her enough respect and latitude to take the journey that she must take according to her nature until she realizes how far she strayed from her own goal. Because when I maintain my center and I don't react to her stimulus, then obviously she's going to see very quickly that Wait a minute, I, I may have strayed a little too far. <laughs> Maybe my display of emotion isn't appropriate. <laughs> Maybe it's not going to get me what I want to get. Which is, I want to bring peace and harmony to this situation. So in this way, it becomes, it's tapasya, so long as it's an ideal towards which we are striving to live up to. But Juliana, there comes a time where it just becomes our intrinsic nature. Just like Srima, she just moves with a certain grace. Even the grass wants to bow down when she steps on it. She always maintains her perfect equilibrium in every circumstance. And that's why we all seek to, to replicate her example in our lives because that's what disciples do. They choose an example and they say, that's the example I want to project in my life, just like she does, with that same bhavana, that same equilibrium, that same being managing from the center, never getting too extreme in any way, just managing from the center in equilibrium in perfect balance, in samyabhashta, the avashta asama, the attitude of equilibrium, situated in the attitude of equilibrium. Yes, please. We have a question from Uma Watson in Walnut Creek. Namaste, Uma. <laughs> Some of the people I know excuse their own behavior, saying that if Lord Krishna had multiple gopis yearning for him, then why can I not have multiple partners? How do you respond to such people? First you become Lord Krishna. <laughs> if you can, if you can be like Krishna and project divinity in every action that you perform and inspire love and joy and peace and security, then of course you should enjoy all the ghosts, we, oh, all the gopis. But remember, go means light. And the gopis are the protectors of the light. And the, Krishna was dancing with 10,008 gopis because he married 10,008 protectors of the light. He was Gopal, the protector of all the light. And the gopis are the, the expressions of rays of light. Remember the root go, it doesn't mean well, it does mean cow, huh? but Gauri is not she who is the illuminated cow. Gauri is she who is rays of light. Go also means light. And take the definitions of our words and our Sanskrit literature to their highest meaning. And the Krishna enjoyed with 10,008 rays of light as he projected his light as Gopal, the protector of light. And if you can become one with all the light, certainly you should enjoy every ray of light. <laughs> Why not? 
But if you take it only on the gross level and say, well, he messed around with all those little girls, you've got a really warped sense of, <laughs> of philosophy. You've got a very, very tainted, motivated sense or understanding of the attitude of, of divinity. These are scriptures passed down from guru to disciple for thousands of years saying, study this, not because you're going to have fun marrying 10,008 girls, but because if you become one with all the rays of light, you'll become one with the, the bindu of the goal. Govinda is the who is one-pointed light, and who is one-pointed light expresses wisdom and love in every action he performs. Tell whoever it is who interprets the scriptures in other ways. Study the scripture first and become one with the light. And then, certainly, we'd love for you to marry 10,008 rays of light. <laughs> If you could keep one lady happy all the time, which is a very tall task, just imagine how it would be to keep 10,008 of them happy all the time. He must be God. Only God could hope to such an achievement. It's hard enough to keep one married woman happy all the time. Just think about keeping 10,008 of them happy all the time. Now that's my idea of God. Uma, strive for the highest. Strive for the highest understanding, the highest definition, the highest application. What's going to change your life so that you come into harmony with God? Certainly messing around on the earth isn't going to do it for us. <laughs> It's probably going to get us deeper and deeper into trouble. But becoming one with the rays of light until we become one with the center of light, and we become, we disseminate the light. We become the light ourselves. That's an objective worthy of striving towards. We have a question from Kantananda. Namaste, Kanta! As we practice directing the energy and gaining control over our own energy, are we more able to forgive ourselves and others for any imbalances and disharmonies that occur in everyday life? Absolutely, Kanta. That's one of the primary objectives of getting control of my energy. I can understand what, how many stupid things did I do when I was out of control? And now that I do have control, wow, what a blessing it is to be able to plan my life <laughs> and uh, pursue the objectives which I deem worthy, which I have defined as within my plan. <laughs> Those are the objectives, the luxury, the, the goals which I have set for myself. I get to strive towards that which I deem worthy. That's my luxury. That's my luxury. That's my wealth. That's where I want to surrender my energy and surrender my soul to my, my perfect ideal, my ideal of perfection. Yes, we get more and more of that attitude of shanti, that patience and forgiveness to ourselves and to others. And we get to forgive others because they don't know, they know not what they're doing. And we get to forgive ourselves because I didn't understand it either. <laughs> I just woke up a little while ago and I'm not fully awake. So yes, as a primary objective, we get to forgive ourselves and to forgive others with that same patience and that forgiveness that we all so, so badly desire. We get to forgive ourselves and forgive others. We have a question from Vivekananda. Namaste, Vivek. Namaste. Pran Pratishtha has always been difficult for me to experience. If I am worshipping the infinite, nameless, formless God, how can I think of giving life to anything? Why would I want to imagine that the Murti isn't already the source of all prana? You can, but remember there are five attitudes, five relationships with which we associate with God. 
and you're only experiencing one of them, or striving to experience one of them, which Ramakrishna said, that's the most difficult. But there's a Santan Bhav, which says, I'm a child of God. And there's a, a Pitri Bhav, which says, I'm a parent of God. And there's a Das Bhav, like Hanuman, I am the servant of God. And there's a, 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 a relationship Bhav, I am in relation to like Radha and Krishna or Sita and Ram. I'm a lover of God. And then there's the Bhava the Yogi. It says, I am one with God. God is infinite beyond conception and there's no reason to put him in a pot and there's no reason to put him in a murti and there's no reason to put him in a, on a yantra. There's no reason to put him in the fire. I am God. Sabdan, <laughs> you want to be careful because Everyone that raises themselves up has the possibility of falling down. But those who are always sitting down, they have no problem, no worry about falling. They're all we're already on the ground. So they don't worry about it. If you sit on the floor, you won't fall down. If you sit in a chair, it's a long way down there. So you want to do them all, Vivek. You want to establish and practice every kind of relationship that you have. You are married to the Divine Mother and that makes you a Divine Father. You can be the lover of God or the lover of the goddess. You are the child of God. You are the parent to God. Your disciples will be your children. Your gurus will be your parents. You will be the servant. You will be the lover. You will be the child. You will be the parent. And from time to time when she allows, you will be the source of divinity. Practice them all. It will be in your best interest. Om Sam Sarasvati Namaha Namaste.